Hey, it's Luke at HIP, and if you've been listening to the Grow Ortho podcast maybe for weeks, months, or in some cases years, you know that we typically interview an industry expert, whether it be someone working in the office or a consultant uh, or just a strategic partner for orthodontist. Well, we're going to change things up just a bit, and this year we've actually released four books. And so we're going to release every audiobook, basically a chapter for each episode. Listen, enjoy, and let us know what you find valuable and implement and what works well in your office. Thanks so much for supporting HIP, and we hope you enjoy all these episodes on the Practice Growth Series. Chapter 1. Reevaluating the Treatment Coordinator, TC, Role. You are out of business if you don't have a prospect. Zig Ziglar. When a lead comes for a new patient consultation in your office, they are taking a leap of faith. They know they want to get their crooked teeth straightened, but they are unsure about a lot of things. They don't know if they will like you, your office, or your team. They're not sure if the process will fit into their life and schedule. They're unsure about the costs and whether they can manage them. They are a lead and need to be converted into a start. Getting more leads does not necessarily mean your practice will grow. It just means that your team has more opportunities to convert them into starts who make it into your chair. When an orthodontist says, I just need more new patients, they don't necessarily need more leads via marketing. Often, they just need to fix their systems for conversion of the lead at the new patient consultation. It's actually really easy to get more leads who want to fix their smiles, but you have to realize that when you market online, there are three conversions that have to take place before they become a new patient. The first conversion is getting them to respond to your marketing on your website, Facebook, or Google. Once they click through and provide their information, it's up to your scheduling coordinator to make the second conversion happen by getting a hold of the lead and scheduling a new patient consultation. The third conversion happens in the consultation room when your treatment coordinator, TC, gets the lead to agree to the fees and start treatment. If these three critical conversions do not take place, you will not be seeing that new patient in your chair. In Front Desk Secrets, I refer to your scheduling coordinator as the most important and most overlooked role in your clinic. They are the interface between your community and your office. If you have a disconnect there, no amount of marketing can help you because the lead will not make it onto your schedule as a new patient consultation. You will think your marketing company is sending you bad leads if they're even doing anything at all. For the purposes of this book, we are going to assume that your scheduling coordinators are doing a good job getting new patient consultations booked for your TC. Let's get to it. We'll start with the premise that you've got all the new patient consultations you asked for booked into your schedule. It's now up to your TC to get that person to agree to your treatment plan and fees so they start treatment. This conversion involves the payment of five to $7,000 paid over 24 plus months. The front desk and the TC role are the most important factor and the biggest barrier to new patients getting in your chair. You definitely want to make sure you get the right people in these roles. Your treatment coordinator is your alchemist. Back in the 12th century, the discipline of alchemy emerged when philosophers and scientists considered the relationship between elements and the possibility of transforming an abundant, yet less valuable substance into one that was scarce 
and had great value. Of course, everyone was searching for a magic formula that could turn lead into gold. Your treatment coordinator is your alchemist. Your scheduling coordinator is doing a good job if they are following up with every lead and doing everything in their power to get all viable leads booked for a new patient consultation. At the point of the consultation, those leads are only potential starts and may or may not become part of your total production. They are like a bar of lead that could be converted to gold. Your TC is the alchemist who is responsible for that conversion. Every new patient consultation involves a person who wants a perfect smile. The question is, are they going to say yes to your recommendations and accomplish that transformation with your help? Your TC is the person responsible for reassuring the new patient that they are in the right place, building trust, and getting a commitment to the treatment plan. When they do this well, the potential in that lead, no pun intended, becomes realized, and they become a start, adding five to $7,000 to production. It's almost magical, isn't it? While a formula for transforming lead into gold was never discovered, we do know that there are some TCs who have the magic touch that can take almost any lead, turn them into a new patient, and increase production. They perform the new patient consultation, interact with the doctor, make sure the new patient understands treatment, sort out payment of fees, and get them in the chair the same day. It's astonishing, and you want to set them up so they can do that all day, every day. There is a formula for this, and we're going to make sure you understand it and can replicate it with your TC in your office by the end of this book. If you want your TC to be an alchemist, you must set up some very important conditions for their success. One, you must find the right person for the TC role. Not everyone can be an alchemist. Two, the scheduling coordinator must provide them with the right starting material in the form of pre-qualified and pre-framed leads. Three, don't interfere while they're working their magic. In a lot of cases, the more the doctor talks in the consultation, the less likely new patients are to commit to treatment and make a down payment. Four, recognize and reward their value. Make the TC role a dedicated position and bonus them for performance. All magic aside, turning a lead from Facebook or Google into a five dollars to $7,000 same-day start in your chair within 72 hours is a sales process. The TC is in sales. As healthcare providers, it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that you work in sales, but that's the reality. Most orthodontists just wish that they had patients showing up in their chair so they could help as many people in their community as possible. Sadly, this can't happen without sales. If the patient does not agree to the treatment and payment terms, they will not start, and you don't get to help them. The discussion of fees can be one of the easiest things to get right. However, in most offices, it usually goes horribly wrong. Talking money is somewhat taboo and no one really loves blurting out, treatment will be $6,000. But sadly, this is exactly what is done. The prospect is left thinking, OMG, how am I going to afford this? Or, how am I going to pitch this to Dad? Fortunately, there is an easy script that will keep this conversation from blowing them out of the water. The fourth growth hack, our five-minute fee presentation, is covered in Chapter 4. In most offices we work with, 
Everyone seems to dance around the fact that we must get a commitment out of these new patients for large sums of money. They hope that the person thinks the staff is nice enough, the orthodontist is smart enough, and they want a great smile badly enough to just glance over the fees and hopefully get a yes. Fortunately, people do want straight teeth, and the fact that they came into your office is a testament to that. Because a smile is so valued in our culture, the average conversion rate across the country is 52%. This happens even if your TC is bad at selling. The magic happens when we embrace the fact that we are in business and we have to get well-trained in sales. Why are one in two people in your office saying no to a process that they have already told you they want? Could your sales process be part of the problem? Is your office making it difficult for a person who is unhappy with the state of their teeth to commit to a process they want and need? The answer is yes. TCs who are skilled in the art of sales are converting at a rate over 80%. The best TCs are getting 80% of those people who say yes into their orthodontist's chair that same day. However, not everyone is cut out for sales. Some people are just better suited to other roles, and that's okay. We all have different personality styles, and they predispose us to our likes and dislikes. Some love interacting with people, whereas others are happier focusing on tasks. Some enjoy influencing people, while others are stimulated by solving problems. That's why it pays to find the right person who can be an alchemist in a TC role. Someone who can become the ultimate salesperson who inspires new patients to take action today to get the smile they want in the next 12 to 24 months. 1. The right person for the TC role not everyone on your team can do this. When you are hiring TCs, you should be looking for outgoing, people-oriented, and influential candidates. They should be enthusiastic, extroverted, and lively when communicating. They must look forward to engaging and interacting with your patients and impacting their lives. This can be hard to determine after just one interview with an applicant, and sometimes it takes a while for people to come out of their shells and show their true colors. I asked Vanessa Fitzwater, the treatment coordinator at Connect Orthodontics, why she's been so successful in the TC role over these last few years. Here's what she had to say. I could talk to a brick wall. I'm definitely an outgoing person for sure. To do this job, you have to be a people person and you need to know how to read people. So even though I can talk about anything, I have to gauge how the person is first. Some patients are more quiet and reserved so I'm not going to talk their ear off. But some patients come in and want to know your life story. So it's knowing how to interact with these different personalities. When you come across many different types of people every day, you can practice and eventually get used to it. But even in scenarios where people are more reserved, you still have to be a people person. You want to try to get them out of their shell so they can trust you. The Predictive Index a great way to determine if someone is the right fit for the TCU role is by having them take a psychometric test as part of their interview process. For example, the Predictive Index, PI, offers psychometrics testing specifically targeted at businesses to help them find the right employees to fill roles. The PI assessments help them understand the needs of a role, team, project, or business strategy, as well as collect and use candidate or employee data to make more informed decisions about who to hire and how to manage. However, 
These aren't actual tests that the individual passes or fails. It really just provides an overview of who they are as a person, and you can decide if they fit the roles they're trying to fill. Businesses can use their job assessment feature to analyze each role and identify the underlying traits a candidate should have to be successful in the role. Then, when they need to hire, they can have candidates complete their behavioral and cognitive assessments, which will help measure each candidate's behavioral drives and cognitive ability. These are quick tests, so they won't take up too much time for candidates to complete. The behavioral assessment takes six minutes, and the cognitive assessment takes 12 minutes. The business receives a report that provides attributes of the candidate's personality, and from there, they can determine if the candidate is the right fit. Can you really know someone's true personality after only taking 20 minutes worth of assessments? Not entirely, but you'll have a good idea. The PI groups different personalities into a series of profiles, such as the analytical profile, persistent profile, social profile, and stabilizing profile. So if you look at different job assessments, you'll be able to understand which profile best fits the job description, and it'll be easier to narrow down the hiring process. I actually used their job assessment feature to determine the attributes and characteristics of the TC role, and the results substantiated my hypothesis. Based on their description, the TC role should be fulfilled by someone who portrays one of the following traits from the social profile. 1. The persuader. Someone who is a risk-taker is socially poised and motivated to build teams. 2. The captain. Someone who is a problem-solver likes change and innovation, and enjoys controlling the big picture. Three, the promoter. Someone who is casual, informal, expressive, persuasive, and extroverted. Personalities that fall within the social profile are suitable for roles involving sales. If you'd like to learn more about the different profiles outlined by the predictive index, go to https colon forward slash forward slash hip dot agency forward slash the ultimate TC. Madison Martin, the director of sales at Fishbine Orthodontics, gladly volunteered to take the predictive index's behavioral assessment and allowed us to highlight her results in this book. Here we see a graphic entitled How to Interact with Madison Martin. At the top right is the image of a megaphone with the label Promoter. The chart maps four behavioral drives, dominance, extroversion, patience, and formality on a spectrum as follows. Madison's dominance metric, marked with an A in a circle, falls close to the center line between the extremes of let me collaborate and let me drive. It is slightly to the left of center, closer to the let me collaborate end of the spectrum. Her extroversion metric, marked with a B in a circle, is to the right of center, somewhat closer to the let me talk it out end of the spectrum. The other end, let me think it through, appears in lighter gray text. Her patience metric, marked with a C in a circle, falls close to the center line between the extremes of give me variety and give me stability. It is slightly to the left of center, closer to give me variety. Her formality metric, marked with a D in a circle, falls close to the center line between the extremes of give me flexibility and give me structure. It is slightly to the left of center, closer to give me flexibility. The give me structure text is grayed out. The four letters, A, B, C, and D, are connected with a line, showing the moderate spread of Madison's metrics. 
Below the chart is the logo of the Predictive Index, plus text reading, copyright, Predictive Index, LLC, 1996 to 2022. And learn more about the Predictive Index at www.predictiveindex.com. While the report provides a detailed analysis of the subject's personality, let's look at how this assessment identifies the traits that make her such an ideal fit for the TC role. Strongest Behaviors While moderate, Madison will most strongly express the following behaviors. Relatively informal and outgoing with others. Communicates in an open, lively, flexible manner, drawing others into the conversation. More interested in people building relationships and teamwork than technical matters. Generally affable, optimistic, and trusting. More focused on goals and the people needed to get there than the details or plans. Comfortable delegating details. Socially focused. Generally empathizes with people, seeing their point of view or understanding their emotions. Positive communication. Teaches and shares. Generally interested in working collaboratively with others to help out friendly and service-oriented, drives for the greater good rather than individual goals, promotes teamwork by sharing authority, relatively quick in connecting to others, reasonably open and sharing, builds and leverages relationships to get work done, fluent, enthusiastic, and comparatively frequent in communication, a motivator who pays attention to others' points of view, collaborative, works with and through others, focused on team cohesion, dynamics, and interpersonal relations. Reading through Madison's behaviors, it's immediately quite obvious why she thrives in the role of Director of Sales at Fishbein Orthodontics. She's a good communicator who builds rapport quickly and makes people feel at ease. She can get people focused on the big-picture goal of creating the great smile they crave without diving down the rabbit hole of how that's going to happen. The orthodontist and assistants are there to make that happen. What's important to her is the person right in front of her. She connects to them with empathy for their situation and helps to engage them in the process of creating results. People want to be part of her team and find it easy to say yes to the plan that she presents. Summary Madison is an outgoing, talkative, very friendly individual and a lively and stimulating communicator. A good mixer who is poised, active, and responsive in social situations. The complete extrovert, informal and uninhibited in their behavior, understands people well and is capable of using that understanding to gain the friendship and cooperation of others. It is important to these individuals to be liked and accepted, and they express themselves to individuals or groups with warmth and enthusiasm. Easily understands and accepts other viewpoints, ideas, and feelings, and can be effective at getting diverse groups to come together and collaborate Relatively unconcerned about details and often inclined to consider them unimportant, this individual expresses themselves in general terms, aimed more at gaining the interest or attention of others than at communicating specific factual information. Their interest in details and specifics which are not crucial to success is at best casual. As such, they focus on the big-picture personal goals and, if appropriate, their colleagues, direct reports, or team. They are flexible about how they attain these goals, often thinking out of the box and collaborating widely to get there. Their work pace is faster than average, and they can learn quickly, but rather generally, if left on their own. Because of their strong social orientation, group learning mentors and coaches are most effective. Cheerful and upbeat 
makes friends easily, and enjoys doing things for people, although they're rather casual about exactly how things are done. This individual's friendly, enthusiastic style makes others feel welcome. Strongly persuasive, has complete confidence in their ability to gain others' trust and buy-in, is persistent, and won't take no for an answer. The last three paragraphs of this summary of Madison's personality highlight why she is the perfect person for helping new patients become starts. Her casual attitude, fast pace, and out-of-the-box thinking make it easy for her to respond to a person's concerns on the fly to come up with a payment plan that works for them. Because she is so friendly and empathetic, people find her persistence helpful rather than pushy. Another of our clients had two staff members who would alternate between assisting the orthodontist and the TC role. When I looked at their conversion rates, I found that one was closing 15% more than the other. When I looked into this further, the TC with the higher conversion rate enjoyed the TC role more than assisting. The TC with the lower conversion rate preferred assisting. If we take a look at her predictive index, you can see why she is more partial to a more stable, predictable, and technical assistant role. Now we see a graphic entitled, How to Interact with Joanne Winters. At the top right is the image of an upraised hand holding a wrench with the label Craftsman. The chart maps four behavioral drives, dominance, extroversion, patience, and formality, on a spectrum as follows. Joanne's dominance metric, marked with an A in a circle, falls about three quarters of the way closer to the extreme, let me collaborate. The other extreme, let me drive, is grayed out. Her extroversion metric, marked with a B in a circle, falls about three quarters of the way closer to the extreme, let me think it through. The other extreme, let me talk it out, is grayed out. Her patience metric, marked with a C in a circle, falls slightly more than three quarters of the way closer to the extreme of give me stability. That text is bolded, while the text of the other extreme, give me variety, is grayed out. Her formality metric, marked with a D in a circle, falls between one half and three quarters of the way closer to the extreme of give me structure. The other extreme, give me flexibility, is grayed out. The four letters A, B, C, and D are connected with a line, showing the wider spread of Joanne's metrics. Below the chart is the logo of the predictive index, plus text reading, copyright, predictive index, LLC, 1996 to 2022. And learn more about the predictive index at www.predictiveindex.com. Strongest Behaviors Joanne will most strongly express the following behaviors. Private, serious, introspective, and reserved. Takes time to connect to and trust new people. Focused. Can concentrate on the task at hand for long periods. Quickly notices and understands technical matters more than social ones. Consistent and patiently thoughtful. Works at a steady, unwavering pace. Most comfortable with familiar processes, environments, and coworkers. Doesn't easily change. Unhurried and deliberate. Stable and will do things using the established process. It is difficult to change these systems. Dependable, consistent, and needs familiar environments and coworkers to be most productive. Cooperative, easygoing, and agreeable in getting along with others. A focused, uncritical listener who won't rock the boat. Methodical, steady, and even-paced. Loses productivity when interrupted. Formal, reserved, introspective, and skeptical of new people. Requires proof to build trust in new people. Detail-oriented and precise. 
Follow-through is deep and literal to ensure tasks were completed in accordance with quality standards. Operationally, as opposed to socially focused, thinks in specific terms about what needs to be done and how to do it accurately and flawlessly. Follows, in a literal way, that execution plan. This is quite a contrast to Madison's profile, so you can see why you may want to think twice about engaging Joanne for the role of TC. The demands of the TC role would place a lot of stress on this staff person and leave them in a far from resourceful state. Joanne was very happy when she was moved to the assistant role permanently. Summary Joanne is thoughtful, disciplined, and particularly attentive to, careful of, and accurate with the details involved in the job. Identifies problems and enjoys solving them, particularly within their area of expertise. Works at a steady, even pace, leveraging their background for the betterment of the team, company, or customer. With experience and or training, they will develop a high level of specialized expertise. Serious and dedicated to the job and the company. Their work pace is steady and even keeled, and they're motivated by a real concern for getting work done thoroughly and correctly. Discipline and circumspect thinking will lend caution to their decision-making. Joanne plans ahead, double-checks, and follows up carefully on decisions and actions. A modest and unassuming person, they work autonomously in their area of expertise. When working outside of that area, their drive is to seek specialized knowledge by finding definitive answers from written resources, authoritative management, or established subject matter experts. is most effective and productive when they work within or close to their specialty and experience and prefer to stick to the proven way. If it becomes necessary to initiate or adopt change, Joanne will need to see cold, hard evidence to prove that the new way is proven, complete, and yields high-quality results. In addition, they'll carefully plan the implementation to minimize problems and maximize results. This individual is reserved and accommodating, expressing themselves sincerely and factually. In general, they're rather cautious and conservative in style, skeptical about anything new or unfamiliar or any change in the traditional way of doing things. Possessing the ability to strongly concentrate on the job at hand, they are most effective when given uninterrupted blocks of time, has better-than-average aptitude for work that is analytical or technical in nature. Joanna's personality style is not bad. It's just not best suited to the TC role. She is now thriving in the assistant role because she is not having her steadiness disrupted by the stress of alternating jobs, because she can count on the stability of performing the same technical work on a daily basis. She can focus on refining her skills and becoming more knowledgeable about the details of the processes. If you do decide to use a personality assessment, such as the predictive index to determine a candidate's suitability for a particular role, remember that it is just a starting point. It can help you determine if they will be a good fit in a sales-oriented role like the TC or the scheduling coordinator. If they have a more introverted, detail-oriented style, they will likely do better in a more technical, process-oriented role in your clinic. Ultimately, not everyone is cut out for the TC role. If you want to have a TC who is an alchemist, turning all your viable leads into starts, then make sure you hire the right person for the job. Once you have this person in the TC role, it is imperative that they be given the right starting materials if you want to see conversion and increased production. This means that your scheduling coordinators 
must set the TC up for success by pre-qualifying and pre-framing the lead. If you'd like to work with someone to build out roles, profiles, and an org chart for your practice, as well as recruit the best candidates, I would contact Weissman Strategies. You can listen to my podcast with their team at https colon forward slash forward slash hip dot agency forward slash the ultimate TC. Two, pre-qualified and pre-framed leads. In order to ensure the sale will go smoothly, your front desk and scheduling coordinators must play a consistent role in the setup. Teamwork during this process is essential, so everyone has to pull their weight for the new patient consultation to convert effectively. The goal of the scheduling coordinator is to take those leads that say they're interested and pre-qualify, pre-frame, and schedule them within 72 hours of initial contact. This gives the TC the perfect starting material to transform that lead into a same-day start. If your scheduling coordinators are top-notch, they've already debriefed the full consultation, telling your prospective patients what to expect, the average fees for treatment, and advising them about the possibility and convenience of a same-day start if the doctor thinks they're ready. They should have also sent the patient all the paperwork they need to fill out before their appointment with the TC in the welcome email. All these steps save time during the new patient consultations and pre-frame the patient so they are not surprised by fees or questioning whether they should start treatment right away. The patients have a transparent, efficient, and enjoyable consultation, and your TC has an easier time convincing them that they are in the right place and ready to commit to treatment. Beverly Simpkins, the lead front desk and scheduling coordinator at Casanelli, Shaker, and Baker Orthodontics, also has years of experience as a TC, so she knows what to look out for to set them up for success. I always check to see if the patient included their dentist's information so I can reach out to them to see if there are any current x-rays. You don't have to take x-rays during the consultation if there are. If the x-rays aren't current, we will take them and even send those x-rays to their dentist so they don't need to do them again. Patients appreciate that, but so do our TCs as it shaves time off their consultations. I also do the same thing with insurance. Validating insurance can take some time so I always try to get their insurance information before their appointment. All I have to do is send it to our financial coordinator and determine if insurance will cover part of the treatment. It's taken care of before they arrive at their consultation. Paperwork can be pretty time-consuming, so having them complete the six pages of paperwork at home makes the consultation walkthrough relatively easy. They just have to check in at the front desk, go through the records process with the records technician, have a brief discussion with the doctor, and discuss treatment and fees with the TC. If your scheduling coordinator walks through everything correctly in the initial conversation, the patient already knows about the same-day start option so that when the TC brings it up, they feel at ease to get started right away. Three, don't interfere while they're working their magic. Setting the TC up for success not only involves helping them to do a better job, but also giving them the space to do what they do best. This is such an important role that you must make sure they are not distracted by other responsibilities, like working the front desk or assisting the orthodontist. As you'll see in the next chapter, you want them ready and focused for the next new patient consultation, which will be happening in 30 minutes. You'll also see how critical it is that the doctor trusts that the TC has the conversion of the new patient handled. 
Spending more time trying to explain everything that is going on with their teeth decreases the chances of them starting the same day. Get in and meet the patient. Give them your recommendations and get out in two minutes or less. Four, recognize and reward their value. The personality styles that do well in the TC role thrive on recognition and will work harder to hit goals if rewards are involved. We interviewed several TCs for this book. When I asked them what motivates them to excel in their role, each TC had the same response. I'm motivated by bonuses and incentives. When your TC is doing everything they can to get every new patient to same-day start, they are making you money. It goes without saying that you should share the wealth. It creates great morale and builds an innovative team that strives to constantly improve. Maintaining excellent customer service. Not every appointment is straightforward. Doctors and TCs see a lot of different cases during these exams daily, and unfortunately, there are times when the patient cannot start treatment right away. For example, some patients need to see a dentist before starting orthodontic treatment. Beverly recounts a severe case she once witnessed. One time, we had a woman come in who desperately wanted braces, but after going through the consultation and examining her records, we quickly realized she couldn't be a candidate since her teeth were so fragile. The prospective patient revealed that she never went to the dentist and didn't take very good care of her teeth. In her case, we referred her to a dentist for dental work. I don't know if she'll ever qualify for orthodontic care based on the status of her teeth, but sometimes these are the types of cases you get, and you have to turn them down and do your best to provide them with the proper referrals so they can still receive quality care. We can't do anything for her until all of that is taken care of. In these cases, it's essential to be transparent with the patient and give them the proper referrals to improve their oral health, as that's ultimately the most important thing. TCs need to be compassionate in these situations. It's not always about making a sale, but acting with integrity. If you know the prospective patient isn't a candidate for treatment at this time, they need to know that. The patients will appreciate the honesty and will most likely seek your services in the future once they've addressed the concerns you and your team have outlined for them. It goes without saying that providing outstanding customer service to patients as a TC is crucial. A good mindset for a TC to have to ensure they are doing everything in their power to encourage a patient to same-day start without being pushy is committed but not attached. This means they have the patient's best interest at heart and are invested in helping them to make a decision that will improve their lives but do not care what decision the patient makes either way. Therefore, the patient feels their empathy, compassion, and concern rather than their desire to close this sale to get a bonus. While closing the sale is their primary goal, TCs should provide optimum patient care beyond just trying to get them to start. This includes being transparent, friendly, and supportive while providing effective communication inside and outside the office via follow-up and reminder calls, emails, and text messages to all current and prospective patients. Beverly continues to maintain excellent relationships with her patients. She recalls a moment when she was in the TC role that stuck with her. I try to build a rapport with my patients. I actually had one patient's mom call me what felt like five million times, asking me questions about everything. She was super nice, and I tried to be as helpful as possible to ease her anxieties. One day, the patient and his mom came in. He came right up to me and said, Ms. Bev, 
Do not talk money with my mom until you get the insurance straightened out because she'll say no to me getting braces. The mom chimes in and says, he's not wrong. We all ended up laughing so hard. The insurance ended up covering a huge part of the fees, so the patient started treatment. He came in a few weeks later, ran up to me and gave me a big hug and said, Ms. Bev, what's going on? Thank you so much for doing what you did, or my mom would have said no. That one experience was the foundation of our great dynamic now. I tried to make sure I do what I can to help patients out and make light of situations when things get a bit tough. The bottom line is this. If your team members are in positions where they need to interact with the public daily, they need to be great at providing customer service. If they can't do it right, they shouldn't be doing it. This is just as important as selling. They need to keep it light and make it convenient for the patient. They need to influence, not push. They need to act with integrity and empathy always. And if the patient decides to start treatment, let your TC know they can give them a small thank you gift. If they decide not to start today, the TC should continue to follow up with them every single time. Change happens one step at a time. If reading this chapter makes you think, I've got to make some changes here, write down a few goals and share them with your team. Perhaps it's time to share this book with them as well. Maybe this chapter has sparked some light bulbs and given you ideas that will make your team more effective. Perhaps it is showing you that the way you have always thought things worked is not the only way. Wherever you are in your journey, following in the footsteps of people who are getting the results that you want will help get you there. If your mind is simply having trouble processing some of the concepts that I have just shared, read on. In the next chapter, we will address the mindset shifts that need to happen in order for you and your team to grow to new levels.